Hey, we've got Gareth Hall now checking out uh, for Racing Queensland. We're going to have a chat to uh, to Gareth. Gareth, uh, good morning to you. It's it's frantic down there this week, isn't it? Yeah, g'day, Paddy. G'day, Hills. Yeah, it's terrific, mate. We're at breakfast with the um, stars. I think it's breakfast with the stars or breakfast with the best. But um, we've had a chat to all the big guns ahead of um, our show and Giddy Up. And it's just great to be at the Valley. There's nothing like Moving Valley and being here on a Tuesday morning before the before the Cox Plate. Um, it's a wonderful racetrack and can't wait for our greatest race on Saturday. Yeah, so it is a it is known as a wonderful racetrack, even though it, there are some challenges for a lot of runners. Sorry, what was that, Hills? It, it is, broke up. Uh, Mooney Valley is um, known as a, a wonderful racetrack, even though there are some challenges on that final turn. Yeah, there can be a little... Like, yeah, we just had a chat to Kira Ma talking about Gold Trip, and Mooney Valley is a completely different ball game yeah. to, say, a Flemington, where he was so dominant in a Turnbull Stakes. It's a, it's a racetrack where you can't have your momentum halted. So you need to have... Um, clear momentum going into the, the home straight because it's only a short straight here at Mooney Valley. But usually in the Cox Plate, they get going at a um, location at the school down the side about 600 metres from home and they all make their runs. And if you can remember one of the greatest ever shots in, in racing history is when there was about six or seven horses lined up and the Kaipi Diva and Glenn Voss was the only jockey not to really go for um, his man at that certain period of the race. And, um, yeah, so you, you, you need a little bit of luck um, and you need the right run and you need to follow the right horse. Um, but usually, I think, and we had, a, we had a chat to one of your owners before, and Tony Golan, talking about Antino, who goes around the Crystal Mile, and he said, like, most horses handle the valley. It's a, it's a beautiful racetrack. You just need a little bit of luck at a vital stage. All right, Gareth, well, what's impressed you this morning? I know Romantic Warrior wasn't there. He got up yesterday. Yeah. But uh, you had quite a few of the superstars there, including our adopted Queenslander, Alligator Blood. Yeah, Alligator Blood was the, the first horse on the track, basically, this morning, Paddy. Gay Waterhouse, as you would expect Gay to be. She's very good. <laughs> She's a Gareth, he, he worked like a Cox Plate winner. And <laughs> the way that he went in the Underwood Stakes, he deserves to be one of the favourites in this race. 2,000 metre trip was a bit of a question mark on Alligator Blood because he only had a couple of runs over that trip. And I think he answered those critics who, who believed he couldn't get 2,000 metres in the Underwood the other day because it was a hot tempo and he blew them away. He smashed them. Now, this is a lot harder come Saturday, but he definitely deserves to be in the top two or three in the market. And as we're just having a chat to Gay, he's a, he's a Hollywood story, as you too well know. Like, he started off his career with David Van Dyke. David Van Dyke is an inspiring story within himself, how he had to bounce back after a drug addiction and he needed a, a good horse to get him back on track and um, for his training career and alligator blood was that horse. And then, um, obviously, he was moved on from that stable and he had a kissing spine injury, which is a serious back injury. And then Gay Waterhouse got this horse with Adrian Bott and she's been able to do some wonderful deeds with him. In fact, I would... She's had a wonderful career, Gabe, but I think Alligator Blood would be nearly her, her finest training performance combined wow. the job that she's been able to do with a horse like him. And um, and then, obviously, with Alan Andrews and his colourful owners, he was banned from racing in some states there for a, a little while. And then they had to um, sell part of him to Jerry Harvey so he could race in Victoria, New South Wales. And then after that, he keeps on winning Group 1. He's an extraordinary horse. <laughs> How's this Cox Plate feeling? Is it going to be an emerging star come through or is it uh, wide open? I think he'll, the Romantic Warrior deserves to be favourite. When you have a look at the rankings, the world rankings, he's in the 
10 horses in the world. And he was able to get to a figure like that with some brilliant performances against some world-class little distance gallopers in his home country of Hong Kong. He had his first run in the Turnbull Stakes and he finished fourth here in, in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. But that was a good run under the circumstances because he had an interrupted preparation. He couldn't trial in Hong Kong because of a quarantine issue. And then he wasn't eating his food because they had to change his feed because he couldn't bring his Hong Kong feed to Australia. Um, <laughs> and I can't go into that story because it'll take too long. But they it's like warning. That yeah, a little bit like warning. He needed his bait feed. But the American company that was making his feed wouldn't allow the Australian government to test what was in that feed because they didn't want to give up their secret with the ingredients. But eventually they came to an agreement. So now he's been able to eat his proper feed. And uh, he's been a far um, more like he's a, he's a happier horse now, and he needed that run desperately in the Turnbull Stakes. And J Mac told me yesterday that Gareth, boy oh boy, did you see that horse work yesterday morning? Um, he's well and feeling back. So bad luck might bad luck might be him. That's the only thing I think that might be him because if he turns up in the romantic warrior that we all know at his best. He's definitely the one to beat. Militarise is a three-year-old for Chris Waller. That's a Group 1 winner. This prep, Group 1 winner is a two-year-old. Forget he went around in a cool few guineas because the race show didn't suit him. They just went too slow. If he can draw a gate off a bit of a speed with no weight on his back, he could win a cocker plate. He's definitely got the ability to do it. Okay. Well, it is, it is wide open, but it sounds like you're putting your marbles in behind the Hong Kong sprinter or the Hong Kong star. Yeah. I could have a few of them. Like, I've, I've had a chat. You know when you go to the pub and you, you say to your mates, I've talked to this trainer and I've talked to that trainer and you say, oh, they think their horse is at home and home. So I think it'll win the top of the Yep. Right. And I've talked to Gabe. He says Romandy Warrior's going to win. Gabe says Alligator Blood basically can't get beat. Kiramar, he's probably, you know, he just, it was a tough run in the Caulfield Cup for Gold Trip. He's just looking to see how he bounces back in the next couple of days. So he's probably put a little bit of cold water on Gold Trip, but Mark Zari didn't. Um, who else did we have a chat to today? Oh, your man, Tony Golan, said Antino's flying, and he worked the house down at the Valley today. So he'll be hard to beat in the Crystal Mile. Um, and Imperatrix, you know that superstar sprinting there from New Zealand? She goes around the Manicato. She's a dollar fifty. Um, but she'll be winning, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, we've got Queensland sprinter on Common James in that one with the blinkers off for that. Hey, Gareth, we've got to thank you. Uh, brilliant catch-up. Breakfast with the best this morning. It's one of the great days in Australian racing, and it's only going to get better as the week unfolds in Melbourne. Thanks, boys. We'll see you here next year.